are now tuned in to the Van Kino Show. Hey, 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 yeah. Tune in, I'm about to break it on in Podcast the energy for the sake of our friends Explore a little history and show them how it be though In the fields with the beats though, streets no keto hey, The podcast where we keeping it live Stories told by artists, how we move and survive And if you ever need the need to turn off the radio We guarantee some love at the Van Keto Show Your host, your host, great, great Van Keto, Van Van Keto Welcome to Into Hip Hop History. Today on the line with me, I have Nate OG Detroit. What up, though? Hey, what up, though, man? Thanks for having me on your show. No problem. Short notice, but we do it. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. Where are you from? Born and raised on the west side of Detroit. Off of uh, Six Mile and Lawton, a few blocks away from my uh, University of Detroit Mercy College campus. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's why I was born and raised at. Cool. Love it. Uh, tell us about your uh, stage name and where it came from. Okay, so the NATO G part that was given to me by uh, a, a place where I used to get my drum sounds because I'm a producer, so. You know, I would always frequent this one person's um, website, and we became real cool, and he would give me tips on, you know, sound design and stuff. So he actually, I was going by in, like, my infinite and my last name, which is Oglesby. I was going by, like, in Oglesby Beats at the time. And he was like, man, you got to produce your name? And I was telling him it was in Oglesby Beats. He was like, man, no, nah, you need to change that. It used to go by Nail G. So um, I switched it to Nail G for a while, and then I noticed, you know, whenever I would be Googling to try to find you know, see if anything you post to the blogs because they won't inform you or, you know, we should know if your, your beat tape or your albums have been posted to certain blogs. And I'm getting like a thousand NATO Gs and there's none of them are me. So oh, I, I do want to be straight on the back of that to kind of separate myself. So that's where the NATO G Detroit came from. <laughs> I seen, I, I seen, seen so many NATO Gs on, on YouTube, <laughs> everything. Oh, I, <laughs> I know, man. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. the way I had, to, I had to separate myself, so I put the shirt on the back of it. So. Yeah, right. Um, how would you describe your style? Um, I'll kind of tagline like a slogan. It's like hip-hop from the heart with soul. So it's really just like true school hip-hop, going back to the core. You know what I mean? Um, still Detroit, but, you know, it has those influence from like the East Coast and the Midwest in general, so... Just my own signature style, you know, soulful chops, soulful chop samples over, you know, hard hitting drums, you know. Alright. Um, tell us uh, how you got into music. It actually goes back to my father, who was a musician, and one time that I actually seen him play his guitar was at a birthday party that he threw for him, and um, seeing how. Them playing that guitar affected people like they moved and had them dancing and you know stuff like that. That's when I became initially, you know, introduced to the power of music. Um, but after that, you know, I saw the movie Juice and first I wanted to be a DJ. As soon as I saw Juice, I wanted to be a DJ. Um, didn't have money for turntables, but my dad got me like a dual deck Fisher brand cassette deck. Yeah. So what I would do is I would go to like records for you. You know, hopefully I don't get nobody in trouble, but I would 
go to records for you on Living Noise, buy like the business hottest music, come back home and make my mixtapes by doubling them, you know, back and forth, and sell them in the hood for like ten dollars. Mm. You know, and eventually, eventually, I got tired of doing you know other people's music, and you know, decided to try my hand in production. So I think it's just a natural progress for people that become DJs from playing the music, other people's music, then they want to create their own. Um. I think it's a natural progression, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, how long have you uh, been in the music scene? Uh, Production-wise, as of December 7th this month, it's been 12 years. Like, I started back in 07, so. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Um, who do you produce for? Uh, currently working on stuff with, um, Beach of, uh, 31's Out. Um, I just sent him some stuff and we've been networking. Um, also a lot of people interviewed a little while back yeah. with my manager. I got stuff in the works with him. Um, also working with Last One's Out. Um, the homie stays the Blue Lagoon. Um, Detroit Mix or the Serial Boys. And, you know, just trying to get my, my music circulating, you know, as, as, as far as I can reach Detroit, you know. They right. show me the most love, so that's what my concentration has been at. You know, aside from doing my own projects, but that's just a couple of the people that I have uh, been affiliated with and working with currently. So. Right. Also, Lo Lewis, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lo and uh, Zoe. Yeah, that's my boy, yeah. man. It took me on that wing not know me from nobody just based on the relationship I had with like DJ Butter and uh, my piece, so mm. we all kind of, you know, we all kind of work in the same circle. So that's what the circle I've been working with. So, right. Oh, and shout out to La Peace. He's yeah, a, special shout out, Big Bro La Peace, man. Yeah, oh, right. love, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, let me see. Uh. Tell us who you have worked with in the past and the present. All right, the past, um, I work with an artist named Reek. It's R-E-E-K. Um, I call him Reek Bars because that's what his Facebook thing is. Mm. Um, uh, I got contact with him through SoundCloud. I hear some of his stuff on SoundCloud. I was like, yo, I produce because I see it's right. Like, so long story short, we got an EP we did where I actually flipped and sampled all black exploitation soundtracks off. And we got an album that's been ready to go for the last couple of years, but he's been, you know, brushing up on his audio engineering skills, so he don't want to release it until he gets the you know, right mix on it. Um, aside from that, I've worked with him. Like I said, Phase, I've had stuff, um, several songs on projects with Phase. Um, also, Kodak M80, if you remember the Subterraneous crew from back in the 90s, I believe he was affiliated with that with T. Amis and, and um, uh, Finale and Invincible and all that. Um, and I'm also signed to his label as an in-house producer. So I got stuff in the ball from him that I haven't even heard yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who, who, uh, were your early influences and passions? Uh, at first, 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 of course, my father. You know, then there was like, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, um, um, you know, of course, Dilla on the hip hop tip, uh, 14KT, Apollo Brown, you know, Cr- 
Crisis, Nice Thunder, Pete Rock, DJ Mayor, uh, Teddy Riley, even Timberland, to name a few. So not that's three and four. But like my influence is just like a hodgepodge of different, you know, circles and genres of music. I kind of just, you know, use those for inspiration to get up every day to kind of, you know, get up and bang out. Uh, what do you consider to be your incisive moments in your artistic career? Incisive moments. Um, you want to better explain that question for me? As far as what you mean? Uh, you know, the best moments of your career. Oh, okay. Alright, guys, my bad, sorry. I'm just waking up, bro, sorry. Oh, uh, um, yeah, so I would say one was uh, um, doing the Detroit Ice Sanders Showcase back in 2015, where I met Nick Speed and I met Apollo Brown, because they were judges that night. Right. Um, also, I met Slum, the current lineup of Slum Village that night when I was trying to go to the bathroom at the old Miami. They were walking right past me, and I gave beat these and chopped it up with them. Um, Aside from that, it, it would be that. Um, also, I was featuring the East Coast magazine for independent, um, you know, artists. Yeah. Um, Showcase magazine, my friend on the East Coast, uh, called him So Focused. He has been up. And then also, I was in a appearance article on Detroit producers with me, my mentor, Maj James, and, and, uh, Ness Julian um, of, uh, Rebel Lion. Yeah. And also, formerly of, uh, 10 speed and brown shoe with black milk so right. it was all in the same article about your shirt producer so yeah but that was like three biggest highlights so far uh what are your current uh main challenges as a dj and a producer well well right now i'm currently just on the outskirts of band rappers which is like a small small country town but it's like, this is the country, and, you know, I can't work with anybody out here because they really go hard on that trap and drill music, which mm. I don't get it because ain't nobody really bought that out here. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Unless they're from an inner city moving here, but they got the nails, and that's all they want to, you know, talk about, like, some have big truths, you know, because it's the end thing to do. But, you know, that's kind of like the only thing as far as where I currently reside. But in general, it's just like, you know, there's no substance to the music. You know what I mean? Everything is just, you know, drugs and violence and no disregard for life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to bring the substance back to the music with a message and the fun back to music. You know what I mean? That's what I aim to do with the artists I produce for. You know, we have a message to the music. You know what I mean? That's what I'm all about. Because I know as producers and musicians and even artists that we have to assume the responsibility for the art that we put out. You got to be held accountable for it. You know, and that's, yeah. a, that's a long-lost, ancient, you know, skill that people uh, tend to forget once they get that money in their pocket and get that notoriety. Yeah. They just use that as a green light to go just, you know, yeah. do some dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh, how important is it uh, building a real relationship with the music and playing for your own approach? Well, you know what? It's, I would say is is I would actually say it's very important. You know what I mean? Because I create what I feel. It's like uh, like for me, my music production and even DJing is like an extension of my personality. 
sometimes, you know, I act on, you know, when my spirit tells me I don't ever, I can't go wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like the follow your heart type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like with me, either, you know, the records I might use, utilize, they all have to like, you know, speak to me in emotion, you know, stimulate something. Because that's all I really, that's really what produced the musician, the, the main focus should be. Aside from working with artists, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. to touch people, to heal people, to, you know, stimulate emotions, you know, thoughts and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I got to say that, you know, we might be separated by color, face, I mean, belief systems, gender, race, mm-hmm. you know, cultural traditions, but a head nod is universal. You know, and I live my life by that. Like, it's, you know, like, you know, it's the most universal language that everybody can understand no matter where they come from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in the possibility of reading your audience? Yeah, yes, I do. Like as with any business, you gotta know who your audience, your target and base audience is. You know, and that does. You know, some people with the type of music I make, they might lump me into the category like, like kind of like what Black Milk said on um, who was the Fire in the City mm-hmm. about the backpack people. You know, but I take that with a, you know, I take that with a very salt. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I know that that ain't me because I've lived a, a, a real life being from Detroit, you know what I mean, surviving mm-hmm. the Reagan era through the 80s and, you know, Bush and all that and the crack era and all that. So, <laughs> you know, I don't even trip off that no more. <laughs> I'm like, just, I'm like, I'm sitting here to create, to try to assimilate people's emotions and promote some sort of healing through the music. That's what I try to do. That's why I focus my, my area of focus on. No. Uh, what makes a strong transition from one track to the next? Um, I think it all has to go with, as far as like putting together albums and things like that, it all, it all comes down to the sequencing of the, of the songs on the album. Um, like some people put, it all depends, some people might start a project with kind of like the, um, the most strongest or aggressive tracks first and then kind of slow it down over the course of as the transitions throughout the album. Yeah. But um, like I'll give Dr. Trader's credit. He's like the master at sequence of albums. Like putting albums together and you know, knowing which you know which ones to set started with and how each one builds upon the last. Mm-hmm. And that's still a secret I'm trying to you know learn as I put my own projects out. Right. You know, that's a, that's a gift I'm trying to you know inherit too. So mm-hmm. I'm working on really hard too. You know, because some people might just put all their aggressive and the whole album be aggressive, but you don't have nothing for the ladies, you don't have nothing for, you know, the party records or the club records, you know, and stuff like that. And all you guys like nowadays all you guys like gangster, 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 mm. bling, Molly, you know, all of that. Yeah. But you don't have nothing for the kids to have fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? To really, yeah, you know right. you know, that type of stuff. So Uh any shout outs? Yeah, special shout out to the homie, uh, Live Peace, DJ Butter, DJ Dev, Nick Speed, homie Merch Music, um, Troy Davis, the homie Creamer Beats, um, Kodak, M.A., uh, Blue Raspberry, of course, and the homie, uh, Conflict. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Outlaw Radio. Tune in to him, listen to his podcast or his radio show, actually. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will do that. I'll be checking that out, too. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good show. So, 
he's he's a good dude um uh your social media outlets or handles and uh okay and uh streaming platforms okay so actually on twitter is at nato g detroit you know all one word um soundcloud is soundcloud.com forward slash nate dash you know like as in like a subtraction sign mm-hmm. og dash detroit um and um bandcamp is just nato g that's where most of my music is for like projects stuff like that cool and i put in the description uh all your information, you know, to where somebody can get a hold of you if they want to, you know, beats or yeah, whatever, that. all that stuff. Um, and then uh, your top five hip hop artists of all time. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna go with uh, I know Pockhead, so I'm gonna put Pock at the top. Uh, Rakim. Um. Let me three more. Yeah. Um, let me put. Uh, trying to think real right quick. Um, it's okay. Busta Rhymes, Snoop, and I put Lady Rage. I don't think she gets a lot of credit for as being a female MC, but I always tell people that she could body almost anybody that y'all got out nowadays. So I've always been a favorite of uh, Lady Rage, even though she's been sick and you know going through some things, but. Hopefully she has a speed recovery whenever she's she dealing with, so. There's a lot of people that don't get any, you know, too much credit for what they do. Yeah. You know, so, it's, I guess it is what it is, but hopefully, uh, you know, things yep. change. They will change one day, so. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Um. That'll be it for the interview, and I got three three of your tracks that I'm going to play in a few minutes, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, I greatly appreciate you having me on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Appreciate everything. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 it. that's about it. Uh, so right. we'll be talking, all right? All right, cool. Looking right. forward to it. All right, peace, bro. All right, peace. Yep. Yo, this is Warren Eight OG on the beat. If you don't know, you're gonna ask some damn. I'm still around.
merciless with the whoop ass.
Thanks for tuning into the show. Till next time, I'm out. Peace.